Blog Talk Radio. Thank you so much for being here in Los Angeles with Sylvia Global today. I am your host, Gail Sylvia, and you are listening to sylviaglobal.com radio. Joining me today is an incredible man, an absolute legend. His name is Bob Baker. He is the owner and founder of the Bob Baker Marionette Theater, which was founded with his partner, Alton Wood, in 1963. They are the oldest children's theater company in Los Angeles, and in 2009, the theater was designated as the Los Angeles Historic Cultural Movement. At the age of eight, Bob was trained by several Los Angeles-based companies before giving his first professional performance um, as a director. And then he went into doing some incredible work as a puppeteer and with marionettes, um, designing for Disney, doing work for um, TV and other work throughout Hollywood and absolutely bringing joy and incredible spirits of inspiration to children and family for more than 70 years. Bob, thank you so much for being here today on Sylvia Global. Thank you. I'm enjoying it every minute of it. it. It's quite an honor for me to have this opportunity to connect with you, Bob, um, for a couple of personal reasons that I want to share with you in the audience. Our son, um, who is close to 30 years old, he'll be 30 this year, when he was five years old, we held his first birthday party um, that wasn't at a park or at home at the Bob Baker Marionette Theater. And oh, to this, yes, and to this day, every child that's now an adult with their own children <laughs> And their parents, they talk about what an incredible experience that was to be there at your theater and to see the the work that, and to experience the work that you've been doing to bring such joy to people. And it's it's been really powerful and very valuable for all of us to carry that throughout all these years and then to hear your voice and have you talk with us um, right now. So thank you so much for being here. To have a, a theater experience, I had one when I was five years old, uh, and uh, I still talk about it. And that's eighty years ago. Isn't it something? What is it about live theater that has that effect on us? Well, it, it, I don't know. That's the great part and the mystery of theater, puppets, imagination, all of those things in combination. And uh, I had a little boy yesterday said, Mommy, will you rewind it? I want to see it again. (laughs) You know, I was um, reintroduced to you by a wonderful friend of yours and a special guest that we had here on Sylvia Global, who will be be coming back, named Keith Holman. Um, Keith, um, an incredible designer, you know, co-designed lots of work for Michael Jackson and Elizabeth Taylor, and you have a special affiliation with all of them, Keith, Michael Jackson, and Elizabeth Taylor as well, and many more. Can you share some of those experiences? It's been fortunate to meet and and do something with all all three people, four people, and uh, 
uh, Michael, uh, we uh, entertained when he was a little boy, and then we uh, later sold things from to him from uh, Fa- Fantasy Land and whatnot for his wonderful park, and uh, uh, we still do a, 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 a disco puppet in the thing that looks like Michael as a young boy. You do that performance there at the Bob Baker Marionette Theater in Los Angeles? Yes. So you've crafted puppets that actually resemble the stars. Um, who are who are some of those puppets that you have designed that they, you know, our audience would recognize as stars? Well, uh, Liza Minnelli, uh, Judy Garland, uh, uh, Liberace. Uh, I, I could go on for fifty names of the of the famous stars that we've made made a uh, puppet of. Yes. Now, you and Keith are going to be coming back at a later time on the show to unveil some special projects that you're working on um, to inspire young boys and girls and to bring an extra special special message. Is there anything about that that you can share this morning without giving it away prematurely? We're working on that right now. Uh, it's a very important thing to pass things on to our younger generations so they can carry on and and even make more out of it than probably we have. Bob, how did you know that this is the work that you were called to do? I don't know. I just saw that show when I was five years old. I drove my my family crazy until I got puppets. By the time I was eight, I did my first professional show for Mervyn Leroy. I got it was the height of depression, and I got paid a whole fifteen dollars, which is a a lot of money in those days. What was your show about? It was a variety show I put together uh, for for a year, I, and I had it. Uh, Henry Gordon was my teacher. She was in charge of the Mickey Mouse puppets being made, and we later on carried on with those same Mickey Mouse puppets. And uh, we made puppets and sold them in department stores all of the elegant department stores in 1948. We made 60,000 puppets and sold them. Are puppets still used today in Hollywood? And it, um, oh, yeah. Not as much. Uh, they're, right now they're doing uh, CGI, although we were in the very first CGI film, uh, Polar Express. And, uh, but uh, they're, they'll, they'll get tired of that and go back to the real puppets and we have a, a, a thing in, in work right now with a company that's in Germany that we might be doing something and collaborating on it. So talk to us about Disney and your affiliation with Disney. Uh, I did I did a lot of things on the opening of, of Disneyland, and I used to do all of their, their, their uh, windows with all their characters. From, we'd make uh, uh, things to go on the windows. We did that for about... 10 years, uh, and then they put in their own display department, but we did some of the finest windows they ever had. And uh, we, and then we made their, uh, exec- uh, their elegant puppets that they sold. They were high-end uh, commercial puppets that they used to sell at Disneyland. What about your life-size puppets? Were those, is that what you were using and designing at the time? Uh, I'm sorry? 
the life I mean, life size puppets. You know, a lot of us only associate uh, we, puppets with being smaller. Few life size puppets, uh, not too many, because we we work we work with the puppets. We're choreographed to work with the puppets, bring them down, sit them on the children's laps, talk to the children, and. Uh, uh, we also do that same thing for adults, believe it or not. And the banker is the first person that would never give you a loan would wave it and kiss the puppet. But anyway, <laughs> it's a very kind of personal thing. Uh, that's a, that, that's our specialty, is, is getting the children to really enjoy the puppets up close. You know what happened to me last night, Bob? I was um, at the end of the day was relaxing with my family and we were watching the Kings um, hockey game and, you know, their victory with the Stanley Cup championship. And we were flipping the dial and my little niece stopped on a station that was showing an, an antique show. And a gentleman walked into this um, antique dealer and wanted to trade his puppets for some, you know, significant profit, and as soon as I saw the puppet puppets, I burst out, those are Bob Baker puppets, right. oh my gosh, and sure enough, they were life-size Pinocchio puppets, and they brought in a specialist, a toy specialist, who was also a specialist in um, marionettes and puppeteering, and he shared with the audience your work and the significance of these Pinocchio puppets that you had crafted, and they sold for, you know, several thousand dollars on the show. Those puppets are being traded on eBay uh, uh, for 10,000 and on up. There's 100 of them, but there's only 20, 20 of them that we know about of that 100. It had a certificate with it that had your your signature on it, along with oh, yeah. a, a seal from Disney. I signed them, and they have a, a gold pl- a plate on them, uh, yeah. giving out the number of the, that the puppet is, uh, that it was made for the Disney uh, people, and uh, uh, then I have my signature and my name on the puppet. Walt insisted that I put my name on it to make to make the puppet. Uh, authentically a puppet, not just made by a manufacturer. That's exactly, they shared that yesterday, and that's what added value and significance to that program and the sale of those um, that Pino- those Pinocchio puppets yesterday, exactly oh, yeah. what you said. That was quite something. It was a surprise when I saw that, too. Yeah. Talk about your relationship with um, with Disney and how... Um, where the connection was that you had that made it a successful relationship? I met Walt Disney the first time when I was uh, about 10. Uh, I was uh, I was going in on Saturdays down at the department store, uh, and they would have these lovely walkthroughs for the children to go through and to meet uh, the fairy princess, and she'd give you a, a cup of ice cream and whatnot, and a gift. And and I met Diane and uh, the other daughter at that time. And I told Walt how I wanted to go through the studio, and he said, "Write me a letter." And I wrote him a letter, and I got a letter back from Dolores Volk, which I have included in the Big Bad Wolf puppets. 
and uh, she was saying that Mickey Mouse and the Three Little Pigs and were running upstairs and down, singing songs, dancing and whatnot, and therefore they couldn't have one little boy come through. They'd have to have a lot of others. And uh, so they were basically were turning me down. And I uh, I saw Walt at the next time we at one of these walkthroughs, and I told him that, and he had a big laugh. He had a wonderful sense of humor. And uh, then, but when I was 10, uh, uh, the man across the street was an animator at the studio, and they were working on Pinocchio. And uh, uh, he came over to my little theater in the backyard, and I showed him the puppets and worked them for him. And then he asked me to bring him to the studio there on Hyperion, at which time I then met Walt again. And I, I worked the puppets for the animators, and they saw it. And uh, Bob Jones was a puppeteer. He was there also. He was working at the Disney Studios. And he built a big puppet and, uh, for, for Gustav to work. And uh, But anyway, I was involved in that. And then, as I say, later on when Disneyland opened, uh, that's when Walt and I had a handshake, and I made the puppets for them, the big, the, all the different characters, and uh, it was a, 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 a very wonderful association. But what what advice would you give to a listener who aspires to reach a dream such that, you know, at such an early age as you had, and to not give up? You know, what, what advice can you give to a listener to just keep persevering, and why? Give advice to to anybody. (laughs) My main advice is stick to it. Stick like a piece of chewing gum on something. Just going at it over and over again. Don't give up. Uh, uh, You don't have to prove anything to anybody but yourself. Try to be the best you can in anything that you do. If you make a mistake, that's wonderful. That's one of the greatest things that can happen to you. Make mistakes, you learn by them all the time. And uh, just just decide that this is what you like to do and enjoy it. Don't let don't let people deter you and uh, say you have to do this. If you want to be an artist, be an artist. If you want to be a dancer, be a dancer. If you want to be a puppeteer, be a puppeteer. But just that's my feeling. I have been ever since I was in school. What mistakes have you made that you have learned the most from? What mistakes have you made that you learned the most from? Uh, <laughs> I dropped my very first puppet from a 12-foot bridge. And uh, the, I only had the foot bar. And the, the, the show was transcribed and it was going on, I dropped Snow White, and the prince is saying, my dear, I've never seen you look so lovely away to the castle, we must go. Her legs are sticking up the air, I'm yelling to them to close the curtains, and and I go down to the boss man after they finally get the curtain closed, and I said, I guess I shouldn't work here, he said, why? I said, because I dropped my puppet. He says, now you're a professional puppeteer. You have to do that at least once. At least once. You don't lean down and pick up your puppet. (laughs) 
so that that you know uh, so I, I believe it or not, from that day I started redesigning the controls on a puppet so you could hold on to them, and I made the curves and so forth in them so your hand would fit the control. So you wouldn't do that kind of a thing on a 12-foot bridge. (laughs) That's what I learned. (laughs) So you took the damages from that and ended up making improvements so that it not only wouldn't happen again, but no one else would have that particular um, disaster occur. It will never happen again, but it will certainly help uh, in, in your manipulation. Yeah. You turned something good out. You made something good come from it. Well, uh, 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 always, always. Uh, that was one other thing that Walt would do. He would show all the mistakes at the studio, and many times from the mistakes, better things came out. Hmm. Uh, you, you learn from mistakes. Uh, if you do something right all the time, you don't realize what you're doing. Yeah. What are some of the ups and downs of, of your business over the years? Well, uh, we've had great success until all this thing happened recently with the down down uh, 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 thing with the money and the school stopped coming. They didn't have the money to come or they didn't have buses. The general public didn't come. Uh, we've had a lot of of, of, of problems, and uh, we have our building up for sale, not to go out of business, but to stay in business. And we have an idea on our corner lot. We we want to we have a nonprofit thing that is associated with the whole thing, and we want to build an academy of puppetry there. And then we have uh, the warehouse that is, we're redoing right now for. So we can we have three thousand puppets that we want to store properly, and then we have the theater, which I hope will continue to run. Uh, it'll be in the fifty-third year, longest ongoing puppet theater in the United States, and we want it here for the children to have a theater experience. Because again, you go to the theater, you never take anything home, but what's in your head, in your heart. And uh, uh, it will remain with you the rest of your life. It's powerful how it stimulates our imagination and does continue to to go with us throughout the rest of our life. You know, as I open and shared, as it's done with our family and our son and all of the kids that were there at that birthday party, you know, almost 25 years ago, it stayed with them. Are they still talking about it? Yes. Yes. You know, Talk about the Screen Actors Guild. You were recognized um, for being responsible to have for puppeteers being considered actors with a special skill and providing a place of learning for the next generation of puppeteers. Can you talk about both of those pieces of your life, those moments they're, in your life? They're producing, they're producing a, uh, uh, they're bringing something to life. And depending upon the puppeteer and his uh, ability to capture the child, uh, many times children will look up and say, what are you doing there? They see us and don't realize that we're working the puppet. And uh, uh, we go down, we sit, we talk to them, and 
uh, then they talk back and they'll they'll ask their mother, uh, what does the puppet eat for breakfast and where does where does he go to sleep and all kinds of things <laughs> because they believe they want to believe children want to believe and this is the thing that we are destroying today their their want of of, of belief and imagination. So only from imagination we can do creative and wonderful things. We can invent things, we can produce things, and it comes from imagination. I had a young man I met on the street up in San Francisco. I got out of my truck with my name on it, of course, and he said, I want to thank you. And I said, for what? And he says, I went to your theater when I was nine years old, and you turned me on to the art field like I've never been turned on to anything in my life before. I now have a large art uh, studio here in San Francisco. We're successful. And he says, thanks to you and my ninth birthday at your theater. Mm -hmm. I received a letter yesterday from a young lady who thanked us for when we used to be on the road and we used to do lonely petunia in an onion patch. It changed her whole life. She says, in fact, it saved her life. Uh, we get letters like that frequently, and they're most appreciated. And, uh, uh, you know, if, if we only help one person in your lifetime, you've done something. But if you can help a lot of others, it's wonderful. I There's a picture that I'm trying to get from a photographer that was taken a few years ago, of Elizabeth Taylor. She's showing her diamonds to our black cat who's showing Elizabeth her diamonds. <laughs> I hope Either we can get that a, picture and share it with the audience. For fun. Mm. And, but, you know, it, it, it's the fun of the whole thing. And uh, uh, we should have fun. We should have love. Love is a very important thing to have with with people of one another, and uh, I, I think puppets do that a lot. They they express a, a certain bit of love to one another. It sounds like the most gratifying um, moments are when you hear and receive those expressions of love and appreciation for the the joy that you bring to people's lives and the way you're able to make a difference in the spirit. Uh, you can't believe that until you uh, puppeteer and work in the show and you go out to your audience. And there are these wonderful kids waiting to see something and you do a little performance for them and they join right in with you. I like the part, Bob, where you said they, the children want to believe. One of the most touching things ever happened, and I'll try to make it short and get it in here. Uh, I did a show a few years ago at, at a hospital. The, the clown loses his dog. He asked the children, and in a case like this, I always pose a question and answer. He asked the children, have you seen my dog? With that, he, he will say, oh, he's over here, he's over there. But from the back of the room comes this call. He's under the chair, and all of the doctors and nurses rush to the back of the room. I asked them after the show, what happened? 
This boy is nine years old. He has never spoken in his life. We've tried everything to make him speak. Uh, then uh, I, everybody goes home. I come back the next year to do a show, and I said, what about the little boy that didn't speak? Oh, he went home two weeks after the show. Uh, he did the show here, talking like uh, a magpie. And I said, well, what was the whole thing? And she said, he told them that he knew where the, where the dog was, and the clown didn't, and the clown had to know it. So that's why he had something important to say, so he said it and told the clown where he was. I mm. tell you, those cold chills went up my back when they told me that story. Mine too. And Mine. I guess he's out there talking like crazy. <laughs> but anyway... The clown is happy that he knows where the dog is, and the little boy has made his point. So a puppet can reach into the heart of a child or a, an adult and give voice where they've been silent. That's pretty they, powerful work. They become work. real. They become yeah. actually, uh, not every puppet becomes real, but most puppets will become real if it's done a one-on-one type of a thing. Bob, before we close, I have a couple um, additional questions. Can you talk about your work overseas and worldwide influences and experiences that you've had? Well, I was asked to go to Salzburg and work with the Salzburg marionettes many years ago. It was something I, I wasn't able to do, but I was certainly looking forward to it. But I stayed in touch with them. Of course, we lost the head of the puppet group just recently, but uh, I've, I've gone back and forth a couple of times, performed over there, but really not the way I would like to, uh, although, as I say, we're going to be having an association with some German puppeteers coming up very soon, I hope, and uh, maybe uh, I have a brand new career ahead. <laughs> Well, that's wonderful, Bob. The last question, and again, thank you so much for being here with us today, is what can we do to, what can we do to support you um, and to express our love for all of your, you know, the joy that you've brought to others? How can so noble listeners support well, you? Be so bold if there's someone with deep pockets who'd like to come in and own a, help own a puppet theater, come and talk to me. Uh, come and see shows that does it. Uh, donate to our nonprofit that that pays uh, money uh, that helps subsidize tickets for children that can't afford to come here. And uh, uh, just see that we stay in business. That's the only thing I ask. Do you but, have uh, another generation of puppeteers that you're training and proteges? That's right. I have some 25-year-olds out there that I've been explaining what they're going to do for the next 50 years. <laughs> and they're all ready to go. Wow. Bob Baker, thank you so much for being here with us today on Sylvia Global. Is there any closing statement or word that you'd like to leave the audience with? Oh, just thank you very much for what, all the help that you have given us. And we'll look forward to seeing you soon. And uh, thank you. Uh, I appreciate it very much. And uh, my my thoughts and things are out there among all the people. 
God bless you. Thank you very much. Bob, we also want to just give a special thanks to Keith Holman for bringing you to our attention again and appreciate your years of commitment, and we will do what we can to support you and make sure that we can be a part of continuing your legacy. Bob Baker of the Bob Baker Marionette Theater, bringing leadership styles and inspirational messages to Sylvia Global. This broadcast can be found on sylviaglobal.com under radio and also on iTunes as a podcast, along with additional information about Bob Baker Marionette located in Los Angeles, California. Thank you so much and have a wonderful, wonderful day. And we'll see you soon, Bob, and your puppets. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.